Well, welcome to the Empowered to Connect podcast, where we come together to discuss a healing-centered approach to engagement and well-being for ourselves, our families, and our communities. I'm J.D. Wilson, and I'm your host. And today on the show, uh, our second installment of the Family Spotlight series, and it is with Matthew and Antila Love. Um, if you listen to our episode of uh, Stories of Hope, um, Matthew and Antila are one of the couples that that took part in that episode. And uh, gosh, we we love them. They're ETC trainers. Um, and uh, I'll say just personally for my wife and I, like they're, they're great friends of ours and we've known them for quite a while now. And uh, you're just going to love getting to hear from them. And so they talk about everything from uh, their journey coming into uh, connected parenting to ETC parenting to uh, their family's reactions to it. And, uh, and then, they both are, are in uh, sort of the academic world or, or in uh, the world of education. So Matthew uh, uh, is a teacher uh, and Tila works in the front office of the school and uh, their their opinions, their uh, stories of just how ETC has impacted, how, um, you know, just being trauma-informed, like knowing about ACEs, knowing uh, a few tools in the tool belt that they can use uh, in moments where they are seeing dysregulation, seeing stuff happening at the school. Uh, their stories are super encouraging, but also uh, really great, and they've got some really uh, encouraging things to say about uh, about that. And so uh, you're going to love this, this time with Matthew and Tila. We really... Uh, uh, are, are so grateful then for coming on. So without any further ado, here they are, Matthew and Antila Love. All right, well, as we said, we are here today with uh, Matthew and Antila Love. Matthew and Antila are uh, ETC trainers, and um, they are uh, here in Memphis. We actually know them uh pretty well, which is why we wanted to have them on today. Um, they are some of our favorite people. And so, uh, guys, thank you all for being on. We've also got Mo Ottinger with us. And so uh, Mo is also here. You'll hear him uh, popping in throughout the whole time too. So um, guys, the whole idea of our our Family Spotlight series is just being able to give you guys a, a chance to share uh, some of your story. And so why, why don't we start, guys, with kind of how you met. So how did you guys meet? And, um, and we'll start from there. <laughs> we first initially met in 2009 at the Rising Conference afterwards here in Memphis. Uh, and definitely since when I moved here to Memphis, she was here already for school at the University of Memphis. And I came here for downline after college and tutored her for a little bit. And then there goes our friendship from there. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You tutored her? Yeah. In yeah. <laughs> nicely done. Nicely and done. <laughs> and you failed. You failed. failed. <laughs> but you married the teacher. There you go. That's right. That's right. That's awesome. Um, and guys, so family-wise, guys, like how 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 what what was y'all's journey to becoming a family like? Um. So we always knew we wanted, you know, to start a family before kids. We probably talked about maybe four or five after kids. Like, all right, three is good. Like, this is a great number. (laughs) Um, But um, we talked about, you know, fostering early on, Mm -hmm. maybe premarital. I feel like they asked us about family. Um, So anyways, we have wanted to, you know, we wanted to do it for a while. And so we started, um, fostering in 2015. Um, and then that's how we started our family. Um, our girls came to live with us in 2016. Um, 
adopted in October. And then the following summer, 2017, I found out I was pregnant. So yeah. that's um, awesome. That's awesome. Another little one. <laughs> that's great. That's great. That's great. So, uh, as you guys got started, you know, along the way, at some point, somebody introduced you to the whole idea of ETC or um, connected parenting. And what, what was that introduction for you guys? I remember, oh, um, I mean, it helps that Melantana lived right across yeah. the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of how I guess we were introduced to ETC. Um, and then, of course, church, like hearing about it here and there, um, going to a, a few more of like the foster mom groups and that sort of thing. Um, so I guess that's how we got started, yeah. would you say? Yeah, and I definitely would agree with you to say, I think ETC was more of seeing and lived in life uh, through, through Mo and how he parented his kids. Again, they were our neighbors. So just seeing how they parent their kids was my first interaction to the whole concept of ETC and how to empower to connect with your kids like so that was my first glimpse of it before any curriculum or any class took place man I'll share this little tidbit when y'all bought the house like I was like oh no they're gonna be up close and see us parent (laughs) right like there's no you can't but but from the standpoint of Tana and I had walked a road of many years feeling like we were the oddballs, right? Like we were odd man out in a group. If there was a play date at the park, if we were with a group of friends at Chick-fil-A, like we were making choices with our kiddos that weren't necessarily how everybody else around us was parenting at the time. Mm. And I remember in the early days when we, you know, 2010, when we were introduced, I guess 2008, we were introduced to ETC and, or 2009, somewhere in there, went through the training early 2010. Yeah, there was just moments, even in the church community, in every community that we were just, oh, people are going to look at us. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it was interesting because we, we were friends but like when y'all were moving in it was like oh no like they may look at us like like we knew at some point there was going to have to be this discussion because y'all might be like y'all are crazy the way y'all parent and what y'all do so there's a part of me that's like yeah really really humbled and grateful that that uh yeah something happened there through our relationship you know of just kind of living life and so um, just know coming in, we, I, we were nervous because we were like, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, like, it, told us about the house. Yeah, so. well, <laughs> you know, but, and you know, I'm, I'm not saying this is where we're, we're going tonight, but like, it can be lonely. Yeah. It, yeah. Choosing to parent this way. Um, because, um, there's not everybody's lining up in line to, to do connected parenting. Yeah. No, that's I, okay. So that's, that's, that's exactly where we wanted to go um, tonight. So I, I think before we get to that specific question, so as Matthew and Tila, you guys are hearing about ETC and you're starting to learn more about 
the the curriculum, the content, all that stuff. What do, do you either of you remember a moment where there was either some information, facts, like content, something that caused it to click with you guys? We thought, oh, this is actually like we need to really consider this for us. Like it's not just great for Mo. Like we need to really consider if this might be for us too. I know for me, definitely. I know Tila and I, we went through some training more to becoming foster parents, you know, but it wasn't ETC. But even in that training, it was like how to deal with foster kids and how to deal with even discipline. And it was, it had my will start turning then, uh, but it wasn't until we, our kids were in our house, adopted, you know, non fostering that realized like, hey, uh, the old method of how we discipline and how we parent what we've been raised uh, may not be very beneficial, especially with the trauma that our kids have been through. Mm. Uh, and so therefore, just seeing even how the Ottingers are parenting uh, and then also reading certain books that we read, even from fostering class. And even I remember sometimes looking back at my fostering notes, like, hey, how do we go through this? It was kind of like the, the dominoes were starting to fall in the direction uh, towards the power to connect. I think that's for me personally. And then we went to the class uh, soon after that, before Elijah was born, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, the moment that clicked for me was honestly when we went through um, the nine week course like before the training yeah yeah Um, because I was so focused on how can we get their behavior to change, you know? Yeah. And the first weeks were like, let's work on you first. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Like, I was not expecting that at all, you know, because yeah. it's like parenting, parenting, parenting. That's what I had in mind. But then realizing and, like, taking a step back, you know, to see how I was parented and just, like, struggles that I have like of course my parents were great but I you know there was a connection that I kind of missed you know because yeah. I was like afraid like am I gonna get in trouble for this yeah. you know but ETC made it to where you can legitimately have a relationship with your child yeah. and be honest and open one about how you're feeling but also to get them to talk about you know what's going on with them too so yeah. all right so <clears throat> let's let's go down this part of the story. Matthew, you mentioned, you know, like the the traditional discipline methods that you guys had had been, you know, raised with and like the the ideas you, you already had in place of how you were going to parent were all of a sudden not not accessible anymore. Like weren't weren't going to work anymore. When you guys start parenting and you're and you're starting to parent this way around your families, what was what was that like? And and what how did your families react? And was that were they they just kind of take it in stride and roll with it, or were they uh, did they look at you for, like like Mo was talking about? Like did it begin to feel a little bit lonelier in that in that space? Um. <laughs> <laughs> like are my. Who's listening to the podcast? <laughs> Are any of my fans? Yeah, my dad is pretty laid back, and so he does. He didn't really say a whole lot, um, but I could tell like there would be moments where he'd kind of look like, "Now nah, I know you would have got yeah. busted for that one, you know, <laughs> um, or whatever." But he just kind of is like, "Okay, whatever." 
Yeah, I think for my parents, my parents, it was a different story. Uh, they are old school, like from every aspect of old school. And I think when I first saw that, the best reaction I can give was like, you know how people put like a fake smile on like, how they're happy for you, but really you can feel like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm like. uh, so, and, and it was funny like how, we had to explain it to them, but even as we're explaining it to them, it was still that smile, like, okay, like we're watching you, but y'all own some kind of, what y'all own these days. So that's, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's or right, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was gonna say it does get pretty lonely, but also it's like, okay, we have to explain this again. Yeah. You know, like yeah. yeah. Some things you know, they're very aware of what they do sometimes, you know, but sometimes it's like that, um, I guess, flipping your lid or whatever that we talked about. It's like they literally just have no concept of what's going on and it's not their fault, you know. Yeah. It's just their brain chemistry and just all the things that yeah. we learned in class, which, of course, you don't think about before. You're just like, okay, your behavior's out of control. We need to get it in check without right. realizing the deeper issues yeah. so that you know having to explain like okay this is where they are we you know gotta come in a little more gracious and not saying we do this perfectly all day every day but you know we strive to do the best we can and just to <laughs> add on to you like I think the biggest thing that I remember both of us and definitely me as well making sure my wife is present saying this is that my parents are more from the age of like you act a certain age you know, I don't know what yeah. that standard is, but if you are this age, you behave this way. And therefore, if you don't act this way at this age, either we're going to get you in line or you're going to figure it out yourself before we get you in line. And so there's been plenty of times how my, my parents are saying, hey, like, just because they are this age doesn't mean they're behaving. They should act this way, not counting in the time prior for them coming to our house, yeah. but also the trauma they experience. So. And, and, and I, I think still, like, as I said about the smiling face, you know, like, agreed that we'll still get that. But it's still, again, the parenting style they were raised in that you're this age, you act this way, this is how you act. If not, you know, but we constantly is, I wouldn't say the battle, but the constant drumbeat. We're saying, no, like, this is how we're going to parent our kids. Because, again, they weren't with us from birth, you know. Yeah. Therefore, they have seen a lot more life than a lot of kids their age have seen. So therefore, there's a different way we had to go about it than just respect me by discipline and uh, corporate punishment, but more of a engaging connecting our kids. Yeah, man, it is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, when you think about connected parenting, there is such a deeper level to it, and that when you when you when you get introduced to it. Like you think it's just for you or you and your spouse, <laughs> but you realize that first Thanksgiving, that first Christmas, oh, when you man. go back to the <laughs> in-laws or the parents and all that, you're like, no, there's a, like, that's why holidays can be so hard. That's where family gatherings can be so hard. It's why, I mean, I, you know, anytime you're, <laughs> anytime you're out, it can be hard. You know, and it can, I mean, Antila said it, I've said it. It can be lonely at times, too. Yeah. Um, just because, I mean, I, I think the gift in it is that the proactivity 
And I, I just say it's thoughtful. It's being thoughtful for our kids. You know, it's not just it, it, but it takes some work. It takes a lot of work on behalf of the caregivers to be committed to it. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, when y'all are, when y'all are <clears throat> starting out in this journey, uh, down this road, any, any memorable, like moments of just frustration or failure or feeling like I've got this, I'm going to try, uh, we're going to give two choices. We're going to give a time in we're going to do, and then it just not working out. I loathe time in. I'm just gonna be like, I will make choices all day, every day. But for you to make me mad and then I have to sit beside you, uh-uh. <laughs> that is probably the hardest thing for me. I'm not oh, even gonna man. lie. Like I'll try to like bring them in close, but I'm like, <laughs> you know. Um, but that's probably my biggest fail in yeah. the time. <laughs> I, I could say my biggest fail, you know, it, it take Tila is the constant reminder in Ness regions. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I almost have like that law judges like mindset, like, oh, you messed up, that's it, done. <laughs> He's like, oh, can I read it? Oh, yes, I forgot. Yeah, read it. Let's try it again. <laughs> you messed up, done. You know, but again, yeah. like having connecting with the kid and and met, and I guess ironically how even some of this past week, you know, redoing <laughs> in the car, you know, as we get ready to go to school and come out, uh, it's a constant reminder that it's a lot more beneficial than just striking the sentence and writing them off as being done. So, yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so you know, for both of y'all, um, you're a few years into this now. So at 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 what point did you start thinking about? going through the training, going through the, the train, the trainer training. And, and why, why was that appealing to you guys? Um, so I guess we were maybe a year out of the training or maybe two years. I can't remember. Um, and when I saw it online, I was like, I would love to just kind of take this to our community, you yeah. know, and, I don't know. I just felt like for me, I was and you know, of course it would talk to Matthew because you have to do the class together. So I was yeah. like, so this <laughs> is what I'm thinking. Yeah. But if you're not feeling it, like let me know. Um and then so anyways, I just wanted to one go in a little more depth with the curriculum just to see like, you know for us as a family, but I also wanted to take the principles and just kind of share with others. Yeah, and I definitely can agree with Tila. I think she's spearheaded a lot, definitely. Because I think even that time our, our our youngest was born and definitely I could just say that our kids were aware, you know, of like, hey, how we were parenting them uh, from our previous class. And it, it, I felt like our kids like, oh no, this is always the... <laughs> The image in my mind is Jurassic Park, 1995 <laughs> film. When you talk about the loss of rappers, how they test the fence, you know, to find a weakness. Well, right. our kids were testing, like, every weakness. See, like, <laughs> like, 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 they keep making these boo-boos. And, and so, and I remember when Tila was like, hey, let's, let's do the training. I saw it for me. I know what Tila spoke about as another part, like, hey, let's go back in this curriculum and, and see and refine our skills. Because I felt like we were taking what we yeah. had from the class but 
I definitely enjoyed the homework, the reading that we did to help us understand more of the deeper connections of like not only how the brains function, but also uh, just even revisiting certain tools uh, that we may have forgotten. And I think even from the class, those tools are on our refrigerator to this day, you know, as a little yeah. playbook in the moment if we need to look at it. <laughs> right. So y'all mentioned bringing, taking this to your community. Both, both of y'all are teachers in some form or fashion. Uh, both of y'all kind of been in the education world for a while. Um, and Matthew, why, if you don't mind, why don't you kind of explain like, so your background, now did both of y'all go through MTR or just you, Matthew? Okay, so why don't you kind of explain that that decision to go through Memphis Teacher Residency and to, to teach in a different context and just kind of jumping in wherever you get sent? Yeah, uh, so definitely I remember as I was finishing up downline, you know, I definitely always wanted to teach at some point in my career, uh, but the opportunity came about definitely with certain members in my downline cohort within the MCR, and uh, I definitely love the opportunity of just able to be trained in it because I've seen failures from friends who just jumped in the classroom and without any basic training besides the ambition to teach. Uh, but I did love the idea of sitting underneath someone and learning from them. And ironically, the person I learned from is actually my colleague now to this day, ironically, 10 oh, years later. Cool. Uh, so, uh, but definitely that was something that really appealed to me and I think really helped sustain me being a teacher uh, thus far. Uh, so, and, and definitely being placed wherever I could serve here in Memphis. Uh, I, I prefer one thing, but the Lord has different plans, and I'm glad he did uh, because yeah. I like doing it now and what I'm doing as well. Yeah. So for, for those of you outside of the city, the Memphis Teacher Residency is a, a Teach for America-style teaching residency aimed at putting um, high-caliber teachers in uh, schools that have been traditionally under underperforming. And so uh, Matthew and, and Antila, I, I don't know – your current situation would categorize in that same that same category school wise, but uh, when you guys talk about being eager to bring it to your community, talk talk to us more about that and and what your desire was like community wise in getting this content out. Um, so I work um, at an elementary school, um, and I really saw parents. Um, I was like, okay, you know, like I could see myself. Maybe not even being like, all right, we're going to go through this nine week, you know, whatever. <laughs> right, kind right. Of, you know, using the little nuggets here and there. Like if we got invited to a birthday party or if, you know, just making it real organic. Um, yeah. But also I work in the front office. So that's a time to like really love on the kids, you know, as yeah. they come in, Lord, for the Band-Aids. All day long. <laughs> You know, just using that as a way to, like, connect. And um, if they're having a hard time, like, I can kind of reach back to some of the things that I've learned to be able to, you know, get them in. Like, for instance, there was a kid a couple weeks ago, and I mean, full-on meltdown was just, like, nothing was working. Um And so he came to the office still like weeping and I was trying to like talk to him. He was not giving me anything. And so um, I sat him down because at first we were kind of like in the office, like, you know, there were a lot of people in. So I took him to another room, you know, changed the scene. Um, And then I just asked him, I was like, have you had any water today? And, you know, he shook his head no. And so I gave him some water and then I was like, okay, 
if you need to talk to your mom, and I held up two fingers because I even gave him, I was like, do you want to call your mom or do you want me to call your mom? And he was like, uh, 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 you know, and I was like, okay, what? So I held up, you know, two fingers and I was like, touch the one that you want. And I was like, I can call your mom and tell her what's going on or you can call. And so then he like pointed. So I was like, okay, you want me to call your mom? You know, so it was like stuff like that. And then as... I was talking to her. He chugged two and a half bottles of water. Wow. And after that, he was good, you know? So I was like, all right, we just met those basic needs. And I told his mom, I was like, he's fine. Like, he, (laughs) calm down. Um, I'll let you talk to him, you know, so y'all can do whatever needs to happen. But after that, he was good. And I was like, he just needed water and, like, a space to just cry i guess i don't know so anyways that's that's powerful i mean that's that is really powerful until when you think about a child yeah that could have gone a million directions right like he never he stays deregulated for a long time he has to go home or he gets in trouble you know at school all those things and What's the need behind the behavior? (laughs) Right? Water. Water. Like that's 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 really sweet. That is really sweet. Well, and I love the thought that like, I mean, if you've ever been in the front office of a school when there's a kid who's coming in in mid-meltdown, like it usually is there is there's almost always one person in the front office of a school who's just looking for a fight and ready to try to like battle that kid head up, right? Like, oh, you want to come in here screaming? Let's talk about like, and they they get they like go to escalate. And I, you know, I was I was in a school setting for years and in, in the, the front office. And I when I was going through the ETC courses, I, I remember that exact same thing until like there were so many situations that uh looked like World War III coming into the office. And I would just go and sit and talk for a second and and the situation would diffuse and it got painted as like oh you know jd's so fun he's so good with the kids look at that and it wasn't that at all it was that like i i just i mean etc had trained me to kind of look at the situation through like actual scientific backed yeah. research that told me what was happening right and so i could go and meet those quick needs and it was often it was so i mean it's so silly because I would I would like have this huge victory of getting a kid to drink a glass of water or, or to or to sit with me for a second and calm down. And yet, like, like what I was actually doing was not that big of a deal, except when you consider what normally happens to kids who go who are dysregulated, like Mo was saying. Like it usually can, like those can be those can become kind of snowball avalanche moments where you know, kids begin that trek down and, and feel misunderstood and don't feel safe and don't feel like they've got a home or a, or a place that they can they can go when they feel uh, dysregulated. And so I think that is is huge. Matthew, for you, I mean, you've been working with kids that are a little bit older, right? What, what, what's been your finding like in the classroom and that setting? Yeah, I think definitely uh, from, from the classroom outside because when we went through coursework first time, you know, I was still in the classroom. And, and I think it just, I already had, I don't want to say soft spot, but had my antennas up to how kids behave. Yeah. But it helped understand more of just dealing with even certain kids who you clearly can see there's a behavior they're exhibiting, or really there is something behind that behavior. Like, I think I was more empathetic with kids who were tired or A, who didn't have breakfast and knowing how to meet their needs. And it was funny, like, kind of like in Tina's situation, that like, there was a total switch 
because I think when it comes to parenting and also just be real in teaching, I think unlike MTR, but a lot of teachers uh, around the world, like parenting, are thrust into positions. You know, yeah. and when you're thrust in there, you just react. Like you don't have time to think about the, the child's behavior or the child's needs, but more think of how can I maintain order? How can I maintain like what needs, to, what I my expectations? And I think when ETC really helped out being in the classroom, being also at home with kids, is realizing that when behaviors do arise or conflict does arise, there's a greater need behind that behavior. And how can I engage it, you know, in a way that I'm connecting with the kid, you know, as well as correcting the behavior to where we we can move forward, especially in the school setting. And I think that's been pretty good about ETC. And I think it's pretty, I think to me personally, I think school is now more receptive to the tools, even sharing with colleagues, because schools have been more aware of ACEs, adverse yeah. childhood experiences, yeah. but also social emotional learning, which is a very big thing that we're going to train. And so to me, if this, if the field is plentiful, it's getting very, uh, it's very ripe for picking because now all it's really missing now is using a lot of these tools uh, that ETC provides and helping them make the connection to what a lot of behavior seen in schools. So I want to ask this question because I think it, it goes to a bigger conversation that's happening kind of around mental health and, and community work and all of that. I mean, both of y'all are, are working in communities that would be classified as underserved, under-resourced, or, or whatever word you want to pin on it, but uh, communities that traditionally have been, uh, have been strong-armed more than they've been... Uh, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to not use that phrase. Yeah. Nurtured. Yeah. <laughs> there's been more structure than nurture. Yes. So there's been more structure than nurture. And so as these, I mean, obviously we, we look over the course of the last year, there's the pandemic. There is, you know, there's uh, kicked off by Maude Arbery and Breonna Taylor and George Floyd. There's, there's a, a string then of uh, mass awareness of um, inequality and injustice. And so, the conversation turns really quickly to mental health. And so with you guys working in uh, communities that, that mirror some of the communities that these things are happening in around the country, do you see outlets and benefits for, uh, you know, ACEs aware and, and kind of trauma-informed care like ETC to, to make a big push in communities right now? And what, what do you think that might look like in, in communities like where you guys work? Um... I definitely think that the more aware we are, the more it should push us to move and to act, you know? Um, And so even, I mean, just the other day, a student um, went to see the counselor and her mom was upset and she came and she was like, "Mm -mm, we don't do counseling. Like, Mm. why did you send my daughter? You know, but it's just like, it's okay, you know, and counselor's great. And she, you know, is very aware of like mental health and just issues going on. And so I feel like just having that extra support, um, especially for people who look like you, you know what I mean? Like having that extra support of, yes, I'm angry at the injustice of the world, but I am aware of how I feel and I'm able to like express it to my counselor. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just kind of really being an example. Yeah. Uh, when I'm feeling frustrated and 
I have somebody that I can talk to, you know what I yeah. mean? Um, and so just, like I said, just being an example for the kids, for the parents, um, is very helpful. And I think that, I mean, they're watching, you yeah. know, they yeah. know your schedule really better than you do, you know? <laughs> and so it's like, all right, Ms. Love is not at the front desk. Let me call back when I know she's there, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. I hear it. I'm like, okay, yeah. you don't have to like be a hawk. Just, you know, <laughs> email me or something. But right. all that to say, just kind of being that example, because people are watching, yeah. whether yeah. you know it or not. Yeah, and I, and I think the best way I could say, you know, kind of like my experience with it, you know, it was for me seeing Mo and, and the auditors as a parent. Yeah. You know, it wasn't something I was seeking out, but until mm-hmm. I saw it, it got my, my mind thinking. Uh, and that's something just being that, kind of like Tila said, that salt and light, because I'm very open about like, hey, yes, we fought, like we, we're unconventional. We fostered kids before we had actual birth kids. What? Yeah. What's that? And like, like, and explain that conversation or, yeah. or hey, even the fact that, hey, yes, uh, we parent our kids different. Even some of my colleagues seen it too as well. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of weird because even when they come to school function to me, like how even to engage my kids with it, but also even being open about our marriage. Like, hey, we go to counseling. Like, you know, it, like therapy is okay. Like it's good, you know, because I think at the end of the day, you know, people have to see authenticity in something to know that it's valid. You know, yeah, that's so uh, before trying it. So, so yeah. All right. So as we uh, kind of round out, uh, round out third and head for home with the loves here, um, guys. So I, I think one of the things that I'm interested to hear your feedback on is just just advice for people who are starting out in this journey now. Um, it, whether it's advice for how to kind of stay, you know, stay heading straight, even when you are, you know, kind of the only one in your area doing this, or whether it's advice, like really practical kid advice that you remember you needed help with early on. What, what advice did you have for those that are just starting out on this journey now? Okay. Um, take it one day at a time. Yeah. Really? <laughs> second by second, yeah. you know, yeah. um, because it is, uncomfortable um it does it it will stretch you in ways that you didn't even know were possible um and obviously do the work like you you just have to (laughs) for yourself um and so I think like I was saying earlier with the first couple of weeks that it focused on the parent um I think that's really important just to understand like your background, your triggers, your, um, how you thought parenting might look. Um, I thought parenting was going to be this like magical, (laughs) I don't even know, very unrealistic. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, you just have to kind of take a step back. Um, and again, just take it day by day. With, and it's, you know, there are so many different tools that are available. Um, and, you know, time ends may work today, but they might not work tomorrow. You know? <laughs> right. So um, just giving yourself grace and allowing those mistakes to happen to kind of, I feel like for me, the ruptures, as hard as they are, like once we repair that, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay. So it wasn't 
that bad yeah, or yeah yeah like my kids still love me like you know you can right. tell that there's some hurt there but once that apology or repair happens it's not that they forget it but you know you all just kind of acknowledge the moment it was hard this is where we were and now we're moving into a new season or a new time of the day or whatever the case may be so that's so good yeah and just everything my wife said i can't that's <laughs> nothing just for me if there's anything i would give advice is you know this is not really a trend uh or trendy thing to do. Mm. Uh, if it's trendy, you will get burned out, you know, because, yeah. you know, everyone has their fads and things they'll try for a while. But if you're really into trying to connect with your kids, you know, uh, then this is for you. If you're just trying to do because, you know, hey, you know, I heard about it, but really I, I just want to have my kids, you know, listen to me regardless, you know, well, think twice about your heart behind it. Because at the end of the day, like my wife said, it's going to really change you more before it changes the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and I think it's going to, to me, I'll just give, give, just want to share as well that as you go along this journey, just be willing to uh, be open, uh, not only to your kids about seeing who you are, but also not be ashamed to your family uh, and your friends. Mm. Because it's, it can be almost kind of like that, <laughs> like that one, like Peter in the Bible, like you act one way around the Gentiles, but when the Jews come, yeah. like you're totally different, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, and I think that's one thing we can say is just don't let this be a trend, but something you really want to engage and connect with your kids and be authentic to who you are around your family and both supporting your kids. And can I add one more thing? No. I, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Another hard thing is when you are giving space for your kids to be honest yes. and vulnerable oh, and, and yeah. say some stuff and you're like, what? You know? <laughs> um, yeah. It's like, it, it's uncomfortable because it's almost like, okay, disrespectful, you know, but <laughs> yeah. it's like, I clearly have opened this door and they're just doing what I'm modeling or what I asked of them, you know, for instance, our youngest, I raised my voice one day and he was like, you are not being kind to me. (laughs) Like that's kind of how I felt. He was like, mommy, I do not like that loud voice and you are not being kind to me. Mm. And I was just like, you're right. I wasn't, you know? So in those Uh, moments you could easily be like, I wasn't being kind because you didn't do it. You know, so, but yeah, yeah. I'm just like, you're right. You know, it's like, you can't really argue with honest, you know, honest reaction from your kids. So that's hard. Just be prepared for that. Out, out of the mouth of babes. Seriously. Yes. <laughs> well, and too, like you're, you being able to show that reaction now, like think about, think about what a different paradigm is being set in, in their head. Right. Like being able to like recognize and, and own something in the moment and just be able to keep calm and go, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I'm not like that. Humility is not normal from a parent 
first of all. Second of all, a parent who probably wants to have a different reaction. <laughs> and so, like, being able to show that at a younger age, I mean, it requires more work at a younger age. But, man, the fruit that comes from that as they get older, and hopefully they can then mirror that when they're in school or in their community or in relationships in the future, you know. Like, that's that's huge to be able to do that now. So I, I think that's that's awesome. Um and guys, we, we love y'all. We're so glad y'all came on with us. Like any, anything else, any final words that you guys want to, you know, send out to the people on your way out? You got this. Yeah. <laughs> you, do. You, do. you got this. And I think this too, like, you know, as Tina said, you got this. Like you may feel alone, but there's plenty of people, not only in the city and the state, but around this country that are doing the same kind of work and, and just reach out, like, if you ever feel alone, like I think that's yeah. the biggest thing. Like, you know, whenever we need our our batteries recharged, we know where we need to go to and and be around because to make sure that we're like, are we doing this correctly? Or more importantly, like, yeah, okay, we're not crazy. Like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, man, thank y'all so much, and we will we'll talk to y'all soon. Thank you. Thank you. I guess. Well, I, I told y'all. Matthew and Antila, man, they're great. We love them. Um, huge thank you to, the, to them for coming on. And um, I just uh, love Antila's advice. Just take things one day, one moment, one second at a time. Um, and uh, I, I think that's the, the perfect place for us to, to end on, to land on today. It's just, just being reminded that uh, none of us have to have everything figured out. None of us have to have the next day, the next hour figured out. Uh, but each little moment that we've got, each each second we've got is a gift with our kids to be able to um, to to connect with them, to build relationship, and, and to be able to promote hope and and healing within them. And so uh, we are so grateful to them. Uh, if you enjoyed it, let us know. Let us know what you thought of the show. Um, you can let us know on our website, empoweredtoconnect.org, or uh, by uh, just shooting us a DM on Instagram or on uh, Facebook. You can find us on Facebook at Connected Child. Uh, you can find us on uh, Instagram at Empowered to Connect. And uh, if you have not checked out in a while, our YouTube channel uh, has got tons of resources uh, along these same lines. So uh, podcast Podcast episodes are up there, uh, tons of content from Dr. Karen Purvis um, and uh, others talking about connected parenting and uh, basically anything that you would have to, to say about it. And so uh, do check out those resources. We're super grateful um, for, uh, for you guys for tuning in and, and for being a part of this every week. And, and obviously um, you are the, the reason that we do this. And so thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing this with friends. Thank you for leaving reviews and ratings. Um, and if you haven't done that yet, we would love that. We'd love for you to leave a review or a rating um, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, uh, or wherever you listen to uh, the ACC podcast. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we will see you next week on the Empowered to Connect podcast. For Kyle uh, Wright, who edits and engineers all of our audio, for Mo and Ton Ottinger and the whole team at ETC, I am J.D. Wilson, and we will see you next week. Bye.